Welcome to the Fit Mom MD podcast. On this episode, Jenny talks about our weekly meetings and how they have helped us reduce stress and simplify our life. Jenny Hobbs, Fit Mom MD. And this week, I want to share with you a little bit about the one-on-one system that my husband Kevin and I use to plan our weeks as a family. I know this kind of sounds like, oh, that's kind of boring, right? But I'm telling you, I get so excited about this because it has made such a difference in our relationship and the way our family flow goes during the week. Um, and I really, truly believe that if you are in a partnership with someone and you're running this life together with somebody else, whoever that may be, that you need to institute a system like this as well. Okay. So first of all, I want to talk a little bit about what this one-on-one is and why we do it. So what it is, is a meeting where we sit down usually once a week and it's a time when our kids are not bothering us. So we can actually focus on one another and we really set our goals and intentions and plans out for the week ahead so we can be on the same page. Let me tell you what this is not. This is not date night, okay? So I'm sure you've heard many other people talk about how in a romantic relationship, a marriage, it's so important to plan regular dates, and I absolutely believe that's true, and that's very important for us as well. This is not your date, okay? This is like a business meeting to some degree, right? So you can make it fun. Kevin always says ours would be more fun if we were wearing less clothes um, or if it was, you know, a strip one-on-one or something like that. So by the way, we're looking for a better title for this uh um, meeting than just Kevin and Jenny's one-on-one. So if you have any, you know, witty or cute suggestions for a name for this, we are all ears. Um, but, but it's not our date night. So the focus of this is really about our partnership and our friendship and, um, running our household together. Um, and what it does though, is it allows us to have a more positive interaction around all those day-to-day things. Um, and then when we're on date night, you know, or when we're having like even a stay at home date night where the kids are in bed and we're like snuggled up watching a movie together or whatever, we can really focus on each other and not like, like not in my case, be stressing out about all the things that haven't been done or who's going to do this or what's the plan for tomorrow because we've already settled that in the one-on-one. And so it's really allowed us to sort of focus our time together in a more positive, productive way. And I will tell you, um, this is my idea. If you know my husband, that will not surprise you. I'm definitely the planner. If you haven't already, you should watch my video about how I plan my week as a working mom. I'll link that here. Um, I'll also link one if you want about, um, want to check this out. It's about how I manage my to-do list and delegate things and how I ask for help from my husband. I'll link a couple of those videos as well. But so these are things that as a planner and a perfectionist, I, um, I have done to try to enjoy my life more and it really works for me. So I had the idea of, Hey, let's sit down and have a discussion together where we plan this out. My husband is not a planner at heart and I'll admit at first he wasn't too thrilled about doing this, but Um, after we started doing it for a few weeks, he was like, I'm really glad we did this. And he actually looks forward to it now. So, um, so even if this sounds a little bit like unfun to you or your partner, I recommend that you give it a try. And, um, I suspect that you'll be glad that you did. And so often, you know, people think, well, if I plan everything out, then there's no spontaneity in our relationship or in our week. And it's actually the opposite for me. Um, and for us, we plan out the important key things, which I'll go over in a second, the agenda that we use for our meeting. But 
we plan out some key things, but we don't plan out every single thing. So then we know there are blocks of time where there's nothing we have to do and we don't have to worry because we already know we have time to talk about and figure those things out um, scheduled into our week and everything's planned. And so instead of having these panicked moments where, you know, we're both exhausted on Wednesday night and we're, you know, trying to figure out who's going to do what for the next day, it's already scheduled. So that gives us the freedom to just like pop down on the couch on Wednesday night and relax because we already got it sorted out. Um, and so I think I encourage you to try it because it just feels good when you have those key things planned out. And then that actually pro- that structure ironically provides you more freedom and more flexibility and more positivity. So that's why we do it. Um, that, and the fact that, you know, um, as I've talked about before, I tend to get this list of like tons of things in my head that stresses me out. And I feel like, Sometimes I feel like I'm the only one worrying about those things or I'm the only one doing those things. But my husband is actually more than happy to be a partner in doing those things. He does a ton around here. But if I'm not telling him what's in my head floating around and I'm just assuming I'm the only one doing or worrying about those things, then we get into a really negative interaction pattern. Um, so it really helps me with my anxiety to be able to sit with a a colleague, a partner and say, okay, like what's the plan? What's the best way to do this? And then, um, agree what our priorities are as a a couple. And that puts us as a team rather than sort of butting heads. So while it's not a date night, I think it does improve our romantic relationship because we feel more like a positive partnership with one another. And that allows me to calm down and just enjoy him as my romantic partner as well. So I hope that makes sense. I think if you have a personality like mine, it will totally make sense. Otherwise you may think I'm a little crazy, but all right. So let me tell you the agenda that we go through when we do this meeting. Okay, so the first item on the agenda is sort of the weekly play-by-play. So we really get down to the nitty-gritty of what's planned for our week and who's doing what and who's going where. So I pull out my planner, which you've seen before, where I have my whole week sort of time blocked out. You guys have seen this. Kevin doesn't use a paper planner like this. He's all about um, electronic solutions. So he's got his iCal calendar out. And as I said before, we do sync our iCal. Um, So we go through and we literally just go down and say, okay, who's going to pick up Charlie on this day? Who's going to take Nora to that appointment? Um, okay, Nora has gymnastics at 11 and someone has to volunteer at Charlie's school at 1230. So who's doing what? What makes the most sense, right? So we walk through everything. If I have a work shift, I say, these are the days I'm working. Here's where I need to be sleeping so I won't be with the family, you know, and we figure all that stuff out. Um, and so we assign it all right then and there so nobody has to wonder. And we walk through the week and we get up until we can have our next one-on-one. And I didn't mention this, but we do our one-on-one on Monday mornings um, because now that we have this more flexible schedule, um, my, we're both home on Monday mornings. Um, I work, you know, sort of nights, usually on the weekend, Kevin's home full time with the kids and our kids are both usually in school on Monday mornings for a few hours. So that's a great time for us. Now, um, side note, if you both work full-time jobs on the weekdays, which we were in that position for a long time before Kevin came home, then I would recommend doing that on the weekend. So finding like a time on Sunday afternoon or even Sunday morning, look at when your kids are, are occupied. So some people's kids sleep in late. You could do it in the morning on Sunday morning with coffee before they get up. Um, some people's kids, um, maybe go to bed early. So you can do it in the evening on Sunday night, you know, 7 PM or 8 PM when your kids are in bed. If you just don't have time without your kids awake, which I get that too, I've been there. Um, you know, use a little bit of screen time, use their, their hour or whatever you have them doing of screen time, pop them on that. Um, and then go in the other room and have this meeting without them. So 
It's only, you know, typically this takes 30 minutes. Um, if you have some extra issues you want to discuss, which I'll talk about at the end, you may want to allow yourself 60 minutes just to kind of get it down. But 30 to 60 minutes, you can find that much time when you're both in the same place. You got to do it. It's, it's worth it. Okay. So um, I interrupted myself there. But so we go through this week until we get to um, the next time we're going to have our one-on-one. So because my work schedule is unpredictable, there are times that we're doing this meeting on Monday, but I'm going to be working post-call Sunday or Monday, so we may not be able to get to the next meeting until the middle of the following week, or I may be traveling or whatever. So we plan ahead through the next one-on-one. So we know, okay, we, we got through next Wednesday or whatever, and then we're going to have our next one-on-one Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. or whatever the case may be. Um, because we don't want to have days where we don't know who's doing what and we're scrambling and I'm post-call and we're grumpy and, you know, whatever. So that's what works well for us. You know, if your lives are super crazy, you know, you're both in residency or something, you may need to do this meeting more like every two weeks or whatever, but just do it at a frequency where you know when you're having the next one. you got to have the next one scheduled so you know when you need to plan through. So hope that makes sense. So that's the first thing, the weekly play-by-play, who's doing what, pickups, drop-offs, appointments, um, anything unusual usual, letting your spouse know, Hey, I'm going to be gone for dinner this night because of this, this is going to be a really bad work day for me. So I'm just going to need this, whatever the case may be. And I make sure this is updated. And meanwhile, Kevin makes sure that our iCal is completely updated and that we haven't forgotten anything and everything's in place. So that's step one. All right. So the second thing we talk about in this meeting is our dinner meal plan. So Obviously, I'm a health and fitness coach. I lost 35 pounds because I improved my diet and I started getting intentional about meal planning. So this is very near and dear to my heart. But I think this is really important for anyone, not just for your health goals, because the more you plan healthy meals, the more likely you are to eat healthy meals, but also for your stress level. Because one of the biggest stresses for working parents that I talk to is like trying to get dinner on the table after work all week long. And so if you just have a plan ahead of time that works for your dinners, that will get you so far. We don't, Kevin and I don't talk about all of our meals throughout the day because we're both running around doing different things, but we make sure that we have healthy dinners planned that we can enjoy as a family. Okay. And we schedule our dinner time, by the way, too, when we do the play by play for the week. So, um, so you want to know what your goals are with your health, obviously, and use that as a guide for your meal plan. So for us, for example, right now we try to eat, you know, our plate is 75% veggies. Um, and then a plant-based protein is 25% of our plate. That's usually our dinner with some exceptions. So we, occasionally have a little bit of fish in there, but we try to be mostly plant-based and tons of veggies. Um, and then the nights that I go to work overnight, we might adjust it. So I'm having some more carbs because it's kind of like my breakfast more. And my family doesn't care so much about whether they have carbs at dinner, just me. <laughs> um, so anyway, whatever your plan is, take that and then look at your week and say, okay, which nights is someone at a work event? So maybe, you know, we don't need to make such a big meal because one person's not even eating dinner at home. What nights are we all going out um, to dinner or all going out for a treat meal or something like that or traveling? So we don't need plans for those. Usually that leaves four to five nights where we need to have a home cooked meal. Then what we do is Kevin has saved, um, saved all of our prior meals and things in his reminders app of his phone. So he uses Apple reminders um, and he can just put in there the day, a reminder for the day of the week and the meal that we have planned. And that even allows him to put in like a screenshot or a link to the recipe that it's using. And so then it's easy to search prior reminders of prior meals and repeat those things and bring the links right in there to his phone. So if you guys have a good recipe app, give us a tip, but we haven't found anything that works better. And this is super simple. Plus it's shared with the two of us. So if I find a good recipe, um, for some kind of vegan meal, I want to try, I can literally like send it to him, 
and uh, through a shared reminder or put it on a, um, a shared note so he can find it in our recipes notes section. So we sit there, he sits there with his iPad and I sit there looking up recipes from different resources I have. And we say, what should we have on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? And we decide which nights is Kevin going to have more time. So we want some more complicated meal to cook versus a more simple quick meal. Or do we want to put something in the crock pot in the morning because the day is going to be nonstop um, or the instant pot. So you know, look through your week, plan your meals, get really clear about what is actually realistic for you to eat. Um, and I'm kind of getting off the topic here a little bit because this, like I said, this topic is near and dear to my heart, but be realistic. So if you have a crazy couple of days, don't plan a big fancy meal, right? Be realistic. And the other thing is like, even if one of you does most of the meal planning, I really think it's helpful to talk as a couple about what's going on so that then, you know, okay, like what are their goals and what can I help them? You know, do they want to try a new food? Do they just like this thing I'm always thinking? I mean, why not just have a quick talk about it? You could even spend five, you know, two minutes just saying, here's what I was thinking for meals this week. And if your spouse doesn't care, great. But in Kevin and I's case, he does a lot of cooking and shopping and I care a lot about what we eat. So this is a big part of our talk. Um, the other thing that he does while we're doing that is he has a separate reminder list for his grocery shopping. So as we're talking, we're thinking and looking sometimes in the fridge and seeing, you know, what items do we need to buy? And he's making his grocery list while we're also making the um, dinner meal plan list. So that's step two. Um, and again, tweak that to your life, but I really recommend having that plan in place and why not talk about it together and have your grocery list ready to go by the time you're done with this meeting. Okay, so the third thing we do, which may or may not be relevant to you, is because we run this Fit Mom MD business together, we actually go through and figure out, okay, what are the content plans for YouTube, for podcasts, for blog? When's Jenny going to get those things recorded? When can Jenny, when can Kevin upload those things? Um, and we go through all that and get a timeline sorted out um, so that we're on the same page. And we use, in case you're curious, we use the Apple notes section because you can do shared notes so easily. So I can just create a note, write my show notes and ideas and outlines for everything. And then Kevin can share that and see it when he takes the content and uploads it. So we kind of get a general plan for that. That just takes a couple minutes usually. And then the fourth thing we do is we go over our to-do list and what are the high priority items. So I've talked about that in other videos. I won't belabor it here, but you know, I use this brain dump system and I decide what my priority items are, what things have deadlines this week. And then I figure out, okay, what are the things I definitely need to do? Um, what are the things that maybe Kevin might be able to help with or be better at, right? And so I talk about those things with him. And, and likewise, he brings those things from his to-do list, which is electronic, to me. So um, we might say, okay, so-and-so has a birthday party this weekend, right? Which we would have discussed who was taking them to the birthday party in our step one. But now we'll say, who's going to make sure there's a birthday present? Who's going to make sure there's a card, right? Or, okay, there's deadlines for camp signups this week. Who's going to sign up Charlie for camp? Okay, Nora needs a new leotard for ballet. Who's going to get that? Um, Charlie has a field trip sign up, like who's going to fill out that permission slip or whatever, like random things. Like we need to work on our taxes. When are we going to do that? We need a special meeting to talk about, uh, you know, a tax issue. So we get these, all these like to do things that need to be done and we sort them out and delegate them. So we know who's doing what, so that we're not wondering, and I'm not having all these deadlines floating around in my head and thinking Kevin's not aware and vice versa. Um, and that way we can also streamline our efforts. Like right now there's a form that needs to be filled out and then taken in somewhere. And so we kind of figured out, okay, Kevin can do this form online. And then when I'm running this other errand, I can take it in. We just sort all that out right there. So we know for the week what is important, what's not important, and who's going to do what. <laughs> so that is really key for breaking our stress levels down. 
And really, that's about it. So this whole process takes us about 30 minutes. Um, if we have a bigger issue, like we want to discuss our budget or we have a parenting issue with, you know, something going on with school or something, we might allocate 60 minutes. So after we do all this general planning, we can take a few minutes to really um, connect about whatever that thing is. Um, and you can choose if you only have 30 minutes, then that 30 minutes is a good time to say, oh, we really need to sit down and talk about that issue with Charlie. When can we do that? And then you look at your week and find the time to have that separate talk with one another. But we like to get as much time as we can in this one time point on Mondays because we know as the week goes on, it gets harder and harder to find that time. Um, the other last tip I'll give you about this event or this uh, this meeting is plan it in a way that kind of brings you some joy. So we do ours at home by the fire with, with tea or coffee. Um, we put our feet up, we kind of get in comfy chairs. So it's not, again, it's not as fun as Kevin would like it to be, but, um, but it is something we look forward to that quiet time together at home. Um, and it's also a good idea to make, to do it if you can at home. So then you can be looking at your meal planning and your groceries and your fridge and pantry while you're doing it. But that's not a must. You can also go out to a coffee shop or something that makes it, whatever makes it fun for you so that you're not dreading it each week. Um, and it is an enjoyable time together, even if it's not your date night. So and that's it. So I hope that you found that helpful. Um, please let me know if you do anything like this with your partner. I would love to hear the details of that. Um, or if you found any of these tips helpful and you're going to implement them, I would love to hear. I always love hearing that feedback from you. Uh, of course, if you enjoy this content, please be sure to subscribe or leave a comment below. And um, I will be back next week with more tips. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the FitMomMD podcast. You can find out more at FitMomMD.com. Subscribe to our podcast to see what Jenny has in store for us next week.